Thank you for joining us this Tuesday on Hope for Today with Pastor Doug Solomon. And the title of our message is called The Race to Maturity. Our scripture comes from Hebrews chapter 5, verses 11 through chapter 6, verse 20. I want to tell you a story. There's a, an Olympic gold medalist. His name was Peter Snell. And he said, the only way to win a race is to get in front and go flat out. Just give it all you got. Prior to that, he said, it takes a lot of hard training and self-discipline. The Hebrews, in their desperate danger of quitting the race, the writer tells us he urged them to go forward. They were, they were tired. They wanted to quit. It's like a lot of Christians today. Sometimes we get tired. Sometimes we want to quit. Sometimes the race, you know, we start slowing down as we get older. But that doesn't mean we need to quit. We just have to readjust things. Just like the rider, this Olympic uh, gold medalist, just like he said there, he said it takes tra hard training and self-discipline. And you know, sometimes we have to readjust. Sometimes we have to change the way that we we can train as, as great as we used to or do the things we used to. But we're still useful to the kingdom of God. We don't give up. We keep going forward. That's what the writer of the Hebrews in chapter 5 and 6 is telling them. Not to give up. This chapter that we're going to look at has four strong appeals. Let us go on to maturity. That we continue to grow. We go from newborn babes, from milk, that we end up growing up and we eat meat, the meat of the message. That we don't quit. We must show diligence. We must not become lazy. It's easy just to to become lazy. And sometimes I think today the church has become lazy. Christians have become lazy sometimes. We're afraid, you know, we don't trust like we were talking about. Hold firmly to God. Hold, grip him. Grip his hand. Grip the word. Trust it and have faith. We must take hold of that hope that we have in Christ. That's the hope of eternity. That's the hope of him with us each and every day. Have you ever been tempted to just drop out? To drop out of the faith race? To just give up and turn your back? You're not alone. Like I said, the writers of the Hebrews were being reminded of that. And we look at the scripture beginning with Hebrews chapter 5, verse 11, says, We have much to say about this, but it is hard to explain because you are slow to learn. You know, people today are, are slow to learn sometimes. Sometimes we don't want to learn. Sometimes when we think we've learned all we, we want, we don't want to learn anymore. But I think as we grow older, we've, we learn life's lessons, but we learn the lessons of God. Our lives sometimes are examples, our testimonies of what God has brought us through. That's why we testify in churches. 
We want people to understand that God is a God that doesn't leave us or forsake us. God is the God that's there in the valley, on the mountaintops. God is a God that has our best interest at heart. Even when we can't see the bigger picture, God does. God has everything under control. It says in verse 12, In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. You know, sometimes we've been in the church so long we forget. We, not necessarily we forget, but we, we've heard it so much that we tune it out. If we don't use it, we lose it, as they say. You know, many, many people have been taught. They've been taught the truth of God's word. But then they, they've not cling to the promises, and then we lose it. It says here, you need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teachings about righteousness. We have to continue to grow as Christians. We don't, when we become Christians, we don't always understand the word of God right away. We don't understand all the promises sometimes. And that's okay. But we have to strive to learn. We have to strive to know the elementary truths of God's word. It says anyone who lives on milk, being an infant, is not acquainted with the teachings about righteousness. Verse 14. But solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. You know, many, many times today, in the, even in the church and in the world, you know, people can't distinguish tr the good from evil. Sometimes what appears to be good is, is evil. Sometimes I think we've, we've made the church too contemporary. We made the word of God too contemporary. And we forget what the word says. We sometimes have watered it down so much that, you know what, we say, well, that doesn't necessarily apply to us today. But the word of God we have today is, is there for rebuking, for instruction, for teaching. It's there to help us along the way. It's there to help us distinguish good from evil. Chapter 6, verse 1, Therefore, let us have elementary teachings about Christ and go on to maturity not laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death and of faith in God, instructions about baptism and laying on of hands, a resurrection from the dead and eternal judgment. And God permitting, we will do so. It is possible for those who have been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift, who have shared in the, in the Holy Spirit, who have tasted the goodness of the Word of God and the powers of the coming age. It says there, if they fall away, to be brought back into repentance, because to their loss they are crucifying the Son of God all over again and subjecting Him to public disgrace. And we see that many, many prominent people that are in high places, 
from different organizations and we see that, the scandals and all the stuff that's going on. But it tells us there, you know, people can fall away. People have fallen away. They can't distinguish good from evil anymore because they've fallen away from the truth. And it reminds us there, it says that they can be brought back into repentance. They can be forgiven. God is there like the prodigal son's father, waiting for them to come home. He never leaves us or forsakes us, but he's, he's waiting, he's watching. He's calling them to come back home. But it tells us there, it gives an example of public disgrace. You know, Christianity gets a bad name. Christ gets a bad name because of what people are doing and saying in his name. It tells us in verse 7, it says, Land that drinks in the rain, often falling on it, that produces a crop useful to those for whom it's far, it is farmed for, they will receive the blessings of God. It's good soil. It's a foundation. I believe the farmer, between the rain and the fertilizer, it helped the crop to grow. He took care of it. But it says, but the land that produces thorns and thistles is worthless and in danger of being cursed. In the end, it will be burned. It will have no use. So, so many people today are lost. They're like this ground. Their, their lives are producing thorns and thistles. But God wants us to produce a crop useful. that we can receive the blessings of God. It's not about monetary things or possessions, but it's the blessings of God, of health, of life, of eternal life. This is what God gives us. It says, even though we speak like this, dear friends, we are confident of better things in your case, things that accompany salvation. God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown to him as you have helped his people and continue to help them. We want each of you to show the same diligence to the very end in order to make your hope sure. We do not want you to become lazy, but to become imitant with those through faith. Patience, inherit what is promised. When God made his promise to Abraham, since there was no greater for him to swear by, he swore by himself, saying, I will surely bless you and give you many descendants. And so after waiting patiently, Abraham received what was promised. It's the same for us as Christians. God will give us what he promised. It says, men swear by someone greater than themselves, and the oath confirms what he said, and put an end to all argument. Because God wanted to make unchanging nature of his purpose very clear to the heirs of what the promise is. 
he confirmed it with an oath. God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which is impossible for God, one is to lie. We who have fled must take hold of the hope offered to us. May it be greatly encouraging to us. We have a hope that is the anchor for our soul. It is firm. It is secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain, where Jesus, who went before us, has entered on our behalf. He has become the high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. But he gives us a hope, an anchor for our soul. That's the promise we have as Christians. That's the promise we have for the world today. It's our hope. We can have a firm foundation, a secure foundation in him. We can be certain, but we must cling to the word of God. We must read it. We must have a foundation. We must drink the milk first. And then we can eat solid food as we grow as Christians. Are we going to learn everything? Probably not. But we have to make an effort. We cannot become lazy. It's so easy in the world today to become lazy. But we have a hope that is sure, that is found in a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Shall we pray? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for this message today. We thank you the race we're running in. We're running a race to maturity, to grow up. We don't stay as babes. We will grow up. We will learn about your word. We thank you for Sunday school and churches. We thank you for churches that still have it, that teach children the way, the truth, and the life found in a relationship with Jesus Christ. We thank you for the fact as teenagers, we can continue to grow and learn more about you through Sunday school and through youth programs. We thank you, Lord, for adult Sunday school classes. We thank you for groups that get together throughout the week that will read your word, will study your word, will claim the promises found in your word. We thank you for that today. We thank you that we have a hope that's found in a re relationship with you. We thank you, Lord, that you offered up prayers and petitions on our behalf. That when you were dying on the cross, that you had the hope of humanity on your mind, the redemption. But Lord, we pray for those that have become lazy those that have stepped along the side and are sitting on the sidelines, those say, oh, you know, that's old. That doesn't apply to today. But your word is truth in life. Lord, oh, that we will turn back to your word. We will turn back to you. Lord, we pray for those that are lost that don't know you as their personal savior. We pray today that someone that is grounded in the faith will come alongside of them and will give them a word of encouragement, 
and we'll share a message of hope as we've talked about running this race. Lord, you never leave us or forsake us. You give us the hope of eternity. You are the anchor. You are the hope, the anchor for our soul. It's firm, it's secure. And that's the promise we have as, as Christians, and that's a promise that you give to each and every one of us. But we must repent. We must be forgiven. We must walk. We must learn. We must fellowship with believers. And we must not forsake the fellowship. We must not become lazy. We have to have faith and patience. And we will inherit the promise in the end. Lord, we want to thank you for all those that listen. We ask a blessing upon them. We ask for your hand of mercy. We ask for your hand of forgiveness if we become lazy. Lord, help us to exercise. Help us to build up that faith muscle that we can do the work that you've called us to do. That we can claim these promises found on the pages of the Bible, the Word of God, the inspired Word of God. We can claim these promises like you gave Abraham. Lord, we have that hope today in you. We ask it in your name. Amen. Amen. So thank you for joining us this Tuesday on Hope for Today with Pastor Doug Solomon. We look forward to joining you on Wednesday with a new message of hope and encouragement out of the latter part of Hebrews chapter 6 and chapter 7, entitled Our Eternal Companion. Have a great day. God bless and thank you for joining us on Hope for Today. Pastor Doug Solomon.